Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day. Good afternoon. I'm Justin Bull filling in for Aaron Allen, and this is The Rundown. All week long, we've been playing you profiles produced by my colleagues at Vocalo. That's WBEZ's sister station. And we've been featuring people in Chicago who are doing inspiring things, making a difference, getting involved. What you're about to hear is my favorite one. Nina Sanchez is the owner of 51st Ward Books, which is a bilingual, social justice-centered bookshop for children. Sanchez says that what she's doing is telling the stories she didn't have access to when she was a child. This story you're about to hear, and I don't mean to oversell it, it not only showcases her really interesting work, but she also writes a beautiful love letter to childhood in Pilsen. I'm Nina Sanchez, an anti-racism organizer and owner of 51st Ward Books, and this is what Chicago sounds like. I have spent my entire career focusing on issues of equity, first in the education space, and then ultimately connecting the dots to all of the things I love, where I would be spending my time, even if no one was paying me to do it, what I would be talking about, thinking about, and doing, which is focusing on how we can collectively move toward a liberated present. Not a liberated future, but a liberated present. So looking in particular at our arts and culture institutions in Chicago, which give so much life, and and we have seen that. They're so life-giving, they're sustaining in ways that many of us didn't realize before the pandemic, and that became clear in those moments. To think about how do we evolve our way of being so that it is aligned to a liberatory context, a liberatory framework where people of color in these institutions, connected to these institutions, can actually thrive. Soy uh, la segunda generación aquí en Chicago, con raíces en, en México. I was born and raised in Pilsen, on the east side of the neighborhood, around the corner from the, the house my mom and her six siblings grew up in. I live on the northwest side now, but my heart is always in Pilsen. Yo también fui a la misma escuela católica donde asistió mi mamá y sus seis hermanos y hermanas. What I loved about growing up in Pilsen is that we knew who our neighbors were. Yo me sentía profundamente conectada a mi, a mi cultura, a mis vecinos, a este, este barrio que pertenecía a mí. My family played such an active role in our neighborhood through our school and our church parish. We would joke and call my dad the mayor of Pilsen because... A Saturday night wouldn't be a Saturday night in Pilsen unless we went for a walk through the neighborhood where we stopped at multiple houses to connect with our neighbors, play with the kids, have a drink of water, and r- run the whole circuit through the neighborhood, ending with my grandmother's house who lived a block and a half from us. The adults in the neighborhood were super involved with the children organizing games on the street, relay races, hopscotch, jump rope, all of the things. Um, and so it was just a really rich uh, community life. And our, our home was a community center. My mom hosted a Friday after school craft club for our classmates and uh, we would have a snack, we would make a craft, and we would then have choir rehearsal with my dad. And so it was just a really rich upbringing. Wilson has changed. I, I still love it for many of the same reasons, although I come at it from a different vantage point now as someone who was displaced from the neighborhood first by uh, violence and, and segregation and now by being priced out so that I couldn't even buy a home here if I wanted to live here, which I really do. <laughs> um, but I think that so much about Pilsen's essence remains the same, that folks are rooted deeply in community. They've been here for generations. And while they may sleep somewhere else, this is the neighborhood and the community where they come to feel alive and connected to their culture and to one another. 
I work with Enrich Chicago. It was started by a grassroots group of arts administrators in philanthropy, but also in cultural organizations in Chicago who really want to take a step back and think about not just matters of diversity, but really address the root cause of the inequities we see, not just in our society at large, but in the arts in particular, and that is to address systemic racism. We have grown to 50 institutions who have made that commitment, who have invested their resources, time, energy, and financial resources to advance an equity agenda within their organizations. I'm really excited about the projects we're currently doing to center BIPOC people in this question of anti-racism and equity. How do we invest our resources differently? How do we continue to sustain and nurture those who have already been doing the work that really make the city what it is in places like Pilsen and, and everywhere else? And how do we consider the ways that we introduce and make changes that will benefit us today? Mi papá es músico, mi mamá es una persona muy creativa y los crearon uh, participando en actividades como el coro, clases de arte, um, durante toda nuestra juventud. My creative roots are in creative writing. I was always a voracious reader. I went everywhere with a book in my hand. I'd even try to walk into church with it. That was a hard no from my mom. But I was always such a big reader and I started writing when I was 12. From that moment forward, I really tapped into that part of myself to think about not, not only how am, I, how am I taking in stories, but how am I telling my own stories, sharing my own experiences. Para nosotros era importante traer estos textos a la comunidad porque sabemos lo difícil que es encontrarlos. I also realized though pretty early on that my communities, my community stories and the communities of other people of color um, are not available in our learning institutions. And so that really led me to, to build my own curriculum, to seek out the stories and the people whose stories I wanted to hear and learn about on my own. Two years ago, my family and I started a bookstore, Kisiyama 51st Ward Books. The 51st Ward is the Chicago of our imaginations. If Chicago had a Sesame Street, it would be in the 51st Ward as that's a Chicago free of oppression, a multicultural, multilinguistic community like we are now, but all together in one place as neighbors. And we started this bookstore because we were invested in raising a bilingual daughter. And finding these books is actually really hard to do, <laughs> believe it or not. And uh, it takes a lot of time and energy to find books in Spanish or bilingual books. And moreover, it's really hard to find books that have anti-bias, anti-racist themes in them. So we do the work of 51st Ward Books as a, one way to express our creativity, but also as a way to bring justice-informed books in two languages to Chicago's Latina community. Hemos existido como una librería sin paredes, uh, una tienda móvil, una tienda en línea, y tres diferentes sitios donde la comunidad puede venir a ver los libros, tocarlos, leerlos. Um, una que está en Pilsen, otra en Humble Park y la tercera y la más nueva que está en Belmont Cregan. Para mí la creatividad es algo esencial, es parte de la esencia humana. Lo que ha hecho el racismo y la opresión es robarnos de nuestra capacidad de imaginar un mundo nuevo. I think creativity is essential and one of the things that oppression and racism has done to us is rob us of that creativity, prevent us from imagining a new way of, of experiencing life and being together to imagine what could be different 
if we stop doing some of the things that are harmful to all of us right now. To be creative really means that we're leaning into this constant sense of discomfort. To me, at its core, that's what creativity is because it is about that unknown. It is about having faith that we can do something different, that we have within us the possibilities that we seek to bring to fruition. When I talk about Chicago, I always talk about how the blood in my veins runs Chicago blues, the Maxwell Street of the old days with the socks next to the blues musicians, next to the taqueria, etc., to the, the spaces in between, you know, our gleaming lakefront and our neighborhoods all around the city of Chicago and now on the far northwest side where I live, right, everything in between Um, Those spaces to me is Chicago. To me, that's the place where creativity really thrives, where we can stretch ourselves to, um, to try new things. And Chicago has such a deep community of justice minded people. And when I think about those people who are justice minded, I'm drawn to that work and it really thrives in our creative and artistic community here in Chicago. I think that those of us who are here are thriving because we have found a way to hold all of those dimensions of who we are together, um, that we can find wholeness in who we are, and our creativity allows us to do that. This feature was produced by Ari Mejia for Vocalo Radio. Check out Nina Sanchez's bookshop at 51stwardbooks.org. If you want to hear more Shy Sounds Like Profiles, I don't blame you at all. You can find them at vocalo.org. There's dozens of them, and so many are about finding community and then supporting that community. I'm definitely inspired. I hope y'all are too. And that's it for the rundown. Thanks for bringing me into your ears all week long. I really appreciate it. Aaron is back on Monday after a much-deserved vacation. Please wish her a happy birthday. And you know what? Do that for all the Aquarians in your life. All right. I'm Justin Bull. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you again. And I'll talk with you soon.